so my question to you uh, is there is a certain sense of discomfort when we are negotiating the unknown because the known is always uh, fixed it it can be comprehended easily there is no risk involved there is this sense of comfort joy the joy of comfort itself one one is not risking anything at all so one is getting ready made knowledge so to speak so what is this mindset that one can get into when researching life actually i don't want to call it uh, a scientific subject surely because what is understood by science is that as if science is a separate subject from life uh, but even if one were to simply see uh, the jungle book uh, that guy love, <laughs> loves to explore and looks at life from a very scientific angle and so do all animals i guess their science is limited compared to us but they have a certain science about how they uh, go around saving themselves uh, adapting to things uh, there is always that survival instinct that is very scientific in its scope so how does one one uh, reconcile with the fact that it's okay to be among the unknown uh, in your view okay first i beg to defer that uh animals uh don't know much and so on uh i i i okay i give the example of money we are the only species on this entire planet that lives with money that thing that if there is no money we will die yeah every other species is alive and thriving yeah correct yeah number one yeah. so uh and then the other example so i'm going back to neuroplasticity we are born with so many capabilities but our system uh, which is based on fear unfortunately at this point in time uh completely constricts the development of the capabilities that we have okay and and so i will just go back uh for example pigeons homing pigeons they know and the the truth is we are also born with those abilities but because we don't use them because we don't have the stimuli for them we lose it it's use it or lose it this is a very very simple philosophy uh, again in neuroplasticity there are two fundamental uh guidelines or or observations i will call them one is neurons that fire together wire together okay neurons that fire apart wire apart okay very very i like i like to break down things into simple stuff these are just two simple happenings observations on which all our learning happens this is not complex okay so in animals also there are certain things that they have uh, what we have we, are, we and that is why biomimicry is so important for me uh, we think you know our ego our ego is is so big we are we are all megalomaniacs if i were to call that it prevents us from learning 
lovely expression lovely expression <laughs> so uh, like that's why I, I at present i'm in solitude i have a five acre farm here and i'm by myself and uh, people say, you know ask me don't you get bored and i tell them you have no clue how much fun i'm having because there's so much to explore if we just let ourselves be correct and and you you spoke about uh, discomfort you know and comfort so i'll just give a very simple example you know about the rubik's cube sorry about the rubik's cube rubik's cube rubik's cube yes yes right so rubik's cube what is the goal there are six sides each side has the same color and whatever scrambled uh, when you get that cube you bring it back to that to the six sides each with the same color yeah that's a certain correct yeah. so the person solving the rubik's cube in this world is very comfortable getting from whatever state of the rubik's cube you given to that state and it has been found that there are trillions of combinations but there are just about 20 to 30 ways in which if you apply those uh, moves you can get it back to that state okay now my question so there is certainty that there is comfort you give me this cube in whatever scrambled manner i will get it there in 10 seconds okay whatever the, the, the champ on in the board yeah, yeah yeah now correct life is not like that we were not built from from the same die we are all individuals with different capabilities different talents correct now this is the challenge i'll give to the champion of the world of solving rubik's cube correct i will i will give you the cube you scramble it in whatever way you want now to this champion i will give him that cube which is already solved with all the six sides the same same color correct now i'll tell him start from there you know the reverse and get back to the cube that you scrambled get get it to that position you, you understand what i'm saying yeah and certainly okay us but it's chaos in order life yeah, yeah. You know, nature is all about things. because you are correct there is order in the chaos yeah yeah ordered chaos yeah so i'm comfortable with that i'm comfortable with the rubik's cube the way i got it i'm not going to solve it and bring it to that thing in 10 seconds no i will just take it the way it is understand it and work with it you understand what i'm saying so my question there, i have a question there so what about are you saying setting goals is not important it is important okay so uh like i said okay by failing to plan you are planning to fail can so you plan. explain the contradiction in both your statements on one hand you are comfortable with the uh, the ordered chaos as it is and right. on the other hand you have a certain goal which may may not be uh, getting those six sides in the place that most people do but there will be some goal and uh, yes. how do you view that whole exercise so so let me explain for example my current project right now i'm trying to create this learning space for 4 to 16 year olds and again I, i'll give you all the rationale for it as well why 4 year olds uh, because 
uh, input and output. The child should be able to eat on its own and go to the toilet on its own. We don't need, we don't have staff to do that for them. Okay, so, so they have to be uh, independent at least in input and output. And 16, because by the age of 16, we want them to be fully self-sufficient in learning. There is nothing more we need to do at that point. Correct? Yeah, yeah. Now, this project, this whole concept came to my mind in 2013. And then I shared it with the attendees of the workshop in January 2014. And when, when I did it, they said, no, 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 you are not just building this environment. We are also coming to live there. So it became learning space plus community. Today we are in 2022. Granted that we lost two years because of uh, COVID. Uh, we are yet to start the project. We have bought the land and we are getting there and so on. Okay. And I have to say, I have to respect the members of this community. They have really not made a, you know, sort of chaos. I spoke what is happening and, you know, all these things. They are also understanding that, you know, it's everything is not in our hands. Right? But at the same time, you see, this project is planned. It is documented. It is shared. I've done roadshows for it. I've been doing it since 2016 for six years. And this is yet to take off the ground. Okay. I am fully comfortable with it. Okay. And I'll explain why. Uh, in project, I, I basically, I'm a project manager. Okay? I like to manage. And also the, the definition of a project, like I told you, it, it has to be, we have to break down things into simple to deliver a product or service. Very, very simple, temporary endeavor. Like everything that we do, including our life is temporary. If anything were to be permanent, it would lose its meaning to be done. Yeah, absolutely. Correct. Same way, if there were no cures, if there were no unpredictability, correct? If there was no uncertainty, it would, it would lose its meaning. Like there is this play written by G.B. Shaw, George Bernard Shaw, uh, Back to Methuselah. And in that, there are two people discussing. And one says, you know what, if you were to live forever, then I don't have to do anything. Instead of doing what I have to do today, I could do it tomorrow or day after or the next year. Yeah. The very fact that I'm not going to live forever gives meaning. The very fact that I don't know what's going to happen gives it meaning. Uh, there is a saying in Italian, if, if there's a river that is flowing and I touch my foot to the river, to the water in the river, take it out and touch my foot to that water again, not I'm not same. touching the same molecule of the water. Yeah. I can't say, oh, no, no, no. I want to touch the same molecules of water. It's not happening. Correct. So trying to say that, no, it has to be predictable and it has to happen exactly the way I predicted. It's not happening. But uh, like I mentioned about uh, your uh, glass of water, the glass, correct, is the one that is holding the whole thing together. So uh, if there was no planning, then there is no glass. It's, it's like saying there's no glass. The water is just flowing all over the place which means I have to then lick to drink the water versus if it's in a glass, then I can, I can drink it. Uh, there is other things with learning, for learning. Uh, one more uh, sort of guidelines of, of 
project management. If you can't measure it, you can't manage it. Correct? So the uncertainty part, it's there. I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but I'm going to measure it. And then from that measurement, I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to grow and I'm going to share it. And then people will know, ah, huh? like for example, this year I grew watermelons. And uh, previously I've grown watermelons, but not at this scale. I put 2000 seeds. And then from that, I got about 1,400 watermelons that I sold in the market. And they were amazing because they were all uh, organic, right? I didn't put any chemicals, nor did I put any pesticides and so on. And I got a good feedback, but I made some mistakes in, along the way. Uh, but I planned that I am going to plant watermelon and I'm going to do this to the field and all that stuff. How the outcome was going to be uh, was up in the air, correct? I've done uh, several other experiments like peanuts. I planted peanuts and it was a disaster. When we put so much of effort in it and all that stuff and we got hardly any peanuts from that whole uh, exercise. So I had planned, I had planted those peanuts thinking that, you know, I'll get a good uh, harvest and then once I sell it, I will make some profit. It was a total loss. Uh, the watermelon on the other side uh, was still a loss in terms of monetary gains. But in terms of learning, it is immense. Uh, we made some mistakes which we identified, we measured uh, how much does it cost, who will buy it, you know, what is the target? So you're in marketing, you know, all that thing comes up. Yeah. And uh, next year, I'm going to, this is the first year I did. Next year, when I plan, it is going to be based on this learning, and that expectation is going to be there. This year I planted like this, and uh, then it came up. Uh, this is what it is. And based on the expectations, the measurements that I did this year, I'm going to plant it with expectations, but uh, I'm comfortable with variations in the results. So there is expectations and there is results. If the, uh, so I'll give you another example here. This is real life. There's a pilot. You know, all pilots are supposed to do a pre-flight test. And based on the pre-flight test, they will decide, you know, this is not working and so on. And then they will decide whether it is worth taking that risk and taking off. There was this pilot. He did the pre-flight test and everything came out correct. It has never happened in his entire career that everything came out correct. There was always something that was, you know, that he had to work with and knowingly take off, knowing that this is a risk I'm taking. When everything was correct, he refused to take off. He said, I'm not taking this flight. Because he said, there is something wrong that I'm not, that I'm not been able to identify. Yeah. This is a wonderful example. Correct. So perfection is an illusion. But at the same time, doesn't mean that we give up on it. We I have don't know whether I, I because yeah, I work in the communication industry, uh, I have a I have a filmy example for this. Uh, there was a movie called Luck by Chance, uh, directed by uh, Javed Akhtar's daughter Zoe Akhtar. Wonderful movie, and uh, Anurag Kashyap when he saw it, he said, "There is no mistake in it. I cannot make a movie like this." <laughs> and uh, I, I understood this because I also uh, feel very strongly about the rawness of life. Uh, I, 
it's very uh, beautiful to hear you talk about science in a way scientific people do. Uh, my own instinct is more poetic and more uh, Sufi, more Zen, where I like the fact that uh, what the brain thinks can be overturned and relooked at in new ways and kind of fuels my own creative process. But I like the rawness of it. And uh, when I'm listening to you, I don't find any conflict between what you are saying or what I uh, view in things. It does not mat uh, matter whether your examples and the way you are expressing yourself is, is more precise, but you are leaving room for that, uh, for that rawness, for the way of interpretation, for the way of trying things out. Let's see where this goes. Uh, and I find that very liberating. Uh, although I've been asking questions because many times I I want people to go through the process of how you and I have been thinking while talking. Uh, it's very easy to sit down and vibe with someone and talk things and start assuming that everybody understands this. But the questions are more from the point of view of exploring what mind space is this, is this whole context being set of sorts. Uh, it's been a, a very, very beautiful talk and uh, I doubt whether I've had so much fun on a talk where I want to immediately stop and see it all over again to find out what I have missed and uh, so so enthralling uh, and enticing to hear about uh, possibilities that are happening in the world. Uh, some days are quite dismal uh, when one looks around at very fixated points of view about everything. And it seems as if exploration has become a bad word or curiosity is not looked up to in the sense as one looked up to when we were younger. I think one explored uh, geography of the area that you stayed in, trying to cycle without half a pedal uh, broken uh, or trying to fix a chain uh, which you didn't know how to but you had to return it because the time was over when you had uh, taken it on rent. Lot of things were exploratory. Lot of things were uh, how to not get beaten up by your parents when you you know that you've done something that is going to get caught. Even that was fun in its own way. And today, when I uh, I speak to my daughter, they they get very fixated about that this should not happen. And I keep trying to uh, tell her or other youngsters that it's all right. It's all right. It's okay to be a failure for a while, and it's not really the end of the world. Don't try to be perfect, but today you've given me one more aspect that I need to internalize and think how I want to work with it is why the goal is important or why the container uh, of chaos has to have some, some meaning for a little while. And of course, you use the brilliant term temporary, which <laughs> I think is more liberating than any other term that we any of us can use. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast and uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, you're welcome, Bhatti. And also, i like to thank you. You made this podcast unpredictable for me. You didn't give me any clues or anything. You just said, this is what it is. I will ask the questions when they come to me and you answer. So even this podcast in itself was an example of uncertainty. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I enjoy the process because 
in in a way if i prepare for it then i want to show only my clever side i do not want to accept the fact that i do not know so that fear stays so i have put myself in a i created that uh, that manner of speaking where it's like a lot of people are afraid so i tell them it's a coffee shop conversation what can go wrong <laughs> they sitting and talking and it's only on camera it doesn't really matter so a lot of people say today is very chaotic i don't want to speak to you and i said are but that is the point i want you on a chaotic day on a very sorted day i have we have enough gurus in the market who say all the nice things but we don't relate to them because they have reached somewhere we are still struggling so i would rather have struggling people on the podcast uh, people thinking aloud like you did on so many things you came up with examples it's all on the spot so yeah that's what it is thank you so much thank you so much you're welcome yeah thanks yeah okay man bye